Tonight, stunning new before and after images from an airstrike that Ukraine claims destroyed a Russian warship. Ukraine says the ship was carrying Iranian-made attack drones. Russia says only one person uh, reportedly killed here. It's important to note this is a ship that carries a crew of nearly 90 people. Russia, perhaps not surprisingly, trying to downplay the incident. But when you look at these images, you can see that ship just reduces smoke and ash. Already 20% of Russia's Black Sea fleet has been destroyed in the span of four months. So where does the fight stand? Fred Plekin is out front. Russia's most recent claimed battlefield victory, driving Ukrainian forces to the outskirts of Marinka on the Eastern Front. The prize, though, dust and rubble, as the vicious fighting has turned the town into a wasteland. Still, Russia's defense minister claiming this is significant progress for Moscow. The Russian army is constantly taking more favorable positions and expanding controlled territories in all directions, he said. We are consistently moving forward, achieving the stated goals of the special operation. Russia says its forces are now pressing in the entire east, looking to encircle the Ukrainians in Avdivka, increasingly laying waste to that city as well, Ukrainian authorities still operating their show. We've been bringing humanitarian aid and food here for a long time, he says. People have already left. I hope there were no casualties. This is what Avdivka looks like. There's nothing here. Kiev says the Russian army is suffering catastrophic losses during their assaults, but Ukraine's military also acknowledges their own large-scale counteroffensive started this summer has essentially stalled. A situation compounded by severe ammo shortages. Ukraine desperately hoping Congress will end its impasse and greenlight further U.S. military aid after months of delays. Ukraine's top general in a rare press conference says he's confident the assistance will come and that on the whole, foreign military help for Ukraine has made a huge difference. We had rather ambitious goals in 2023, he says. I was not disappointed by the level of assistance in 2023. Of course, it was not everything, but allowed us to conduct confident military operations. While gains on the ground remain incremental for both sides, the air war continues. Russian missiles and drones striking in Kherson and in Odessa, killing two people. And Moscow now admits Kiev's air force managed to strike a large Russian landing ship, but only vaguely says the vessel suffered damage. Ukraine, though, claims the ship and its cargo were completely destroyed. Footage on air now is impressive indeed, the Air Force spokesman says. A warship was destroyed, most likely a warship with a set of ammunition, powerful ammo. A key strike for Ukraine, but on the front lines, the war grinds on in the harsh Eastern European winter. Little territory changing hands, but many soldiers on both sides killed and wounded. And Erica, the Ukrainians do acknowledge that the Russians really are pressing along the Eastern Front, but they also say that the Russians are suffering immense casualties, saying the Russians lost about 3,000 soldiers in just a week's time, with 1,000 of those killed. The Russians themselves, of course, not giving any exact numbers. Erica? Fred, with the reporting tonight, appreciate it. Also with a CNN military analyst, Colonel Cedric Layton, who is at the Magic Well. So, Colonel, when we look at this, going back to this ship, Russia confirmed the ship had been damaged, but really stopped short of admitting it had been hit beyond repair. When you look at those images, what do they tell you? 
Well, let's take a look at those images, Erica, because this is actually quite instructive. Uh, what you're seeing here, this is the before picture of the Novo Cherkask. This is the transport ship that's in question right here. And here it is in the before picture in its port uh, in Crimea. But let's take a look at what it looks like after the strike. This is completely destroyed. Uh, so the Ukrainian battle assessment uh, of this is accurate, appears to be accurate. Uh, and what you're seeing here is a ship that is going to be really, really hard to repair if, in fact, it can be repaired. When we see those images, and then you have Russian officials saying one person was killed, two were injured in these strikes, it's pretty remarkable. According to the U.S. military, that ship carries, I think it's a crew of around 90 people, it's about 87, can hold upwards of... 237 troops. Do you believe that that death toll could actually be higher? I do. Let's take a look at uh, the statistics for the Novo Cherkask. Like you mentioned, 87 crew is the complement that it's slated for. 237 troops can be carried on this transport, can hold 10 main battle tanks. And uh, in this particular case, it's reputed to have been carrying Shahid drones, the Iranian-made drones that have become kind of infamous around here. It stands to reason that this is one of the key things that uh, I think we should really uh, focus on here. With an explosion of this type, Eric, uh, it really, uh, I think, is impossible that only one person was killed in this situation. Uh, not only was there a strike on the ship, but any type of damage that occurred peripheral to the ship would have impacted people in the immediate vicinity. So I think the death toll is much higher than one, and I think the total of injured is also pretty high in this case. When we look at where things stand, on the ground, right? And we saw some of this in Fred's piece, hearing from Ukrainian officials. The war seems to be at somewhat of a stalemate for the last several months. When you look at what is happening on the battlefield, what do you see at this point? Well, Erica, I think one of the key things to look at is what is happening in the town of Avdivka, which is right here, and uh, Fred mentioned that in his piece. Notice that the Russian forces are basically surrounding Avdivka on three sides. Uh, what they're trying to do is very similar to what they did in Bakhmut, uh, which is right here. Uh, that town was surrounded by the Russians as well, and it took a while for the Russians to take Bakhmut, many months actually, about nine months. Uh, Avdivka is kind of facing the same fate here. Uh, the Russians have never been able to capture this town, and now that uh, they are moving their forces into this particular area, it's always been kind of on the borderline between the Russian forces and the Ukrainian forces. Uh, the next move for the Russians will probably be to cut things off and, in essence, encircle this town. Mm -hmm. They're also having issues in Marinka, the town that's uh, to the southwest here. Uh, this area right here on the confluence of the eastern and the southern fronts is going to be critical, kind of a pivot point for the Russians and what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to consolidate their gains in the Donetsk region and also in the Luhansk region. That's important for Vladimir Putin because he says that these territories are now independent of Ukraine and in fact are affiliated with Russia. Of course the Ukrainians beg to differ with that but that is the Russian goal. They're trying to take over all of this and consolidate their gains in these areas. So as we keep an eye on that in the coming weeks and months we're also approaching the two-year mark at this point. Um, where do you see this war headed? Is it going to be more focused simply in those areas at this point? 
So I think what you're going to see is you're going to see some spectacular actions like we saw in uh, Crimea with the Novocherkassk, the mm -hmm. ship that blew up. Uh, but you're also going to see movements here on the ground, and this, these movements are going to be fairly static. So during this winter time period, unless something breaks within the front lines here, we're going to see a very static picture with maybe a few incremental gains here and a few incre incremental gains by the Russians here, but the Ukrainians are going to be able to hold this at least for the time being. Colonel Layton, always appreciate it. Good to see you. Thank you.